You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Greetings, movie fans, and you're all very welcome to The Big Reviewski with Omniplex Cinemas. My name is Owen Doherty, and I'm uncontrollably happy this week mm. to be joined by Justine Stafford. <laughs> Hello. Palmer. You said that with the enthusiasm of the Terminator there. The and, guy I'm here. And I'm Rory happy. Cashin. Or the captain from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, he's just... Holt. Uh, yeah. Oh, I no. wish I was I more am. like Holt. We all wish oh, yeah. we were more like Holt. You all wish that I was more like Holt. <laughs> we had a meeting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, and Rory Cashin, just in case anybody didn't hear there at the end. They know who I am. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks a million for joining us this week. And it's not just the four of us here. There's more people out there actually listening. Tell me the ghost uh, for a second. <laughs> yeah, the ghost. Like, oh. yeah. Everybody check on the Surprise guest, it's the rock. <laughs> um, did you bring the rock? He's backstage, yeah. Okay. Backstage. Oh, wow. Backstage. Wow. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I think if filmed in front of a live studio <laughs> audience. This is a stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I want to say a very big shout out to Matt in Seattle, Ooh. who's watching and listens every single week. So every every. Give 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 oh, Maddie away. Hi, so, yeah. Person I've never met but in Seattle yeah. or heard of. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Now we're he got in touch. Um, so he really enjoys the show. So thanks, oh, Matt. So thanks, we're going to go to Seattle to do a show there. Yeah, Omniplex. I think have two branches in Seattle. <laughs> so either one of those, we'll send you out some Omniplex tickets. The windy coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, just like Matt, you can tweet us at Bigerviewski. You can head over to uh, the Joe Instagram page there, and I know slide into our DMs, is that appropriate? Well, maybe not. <laughs> the movie show. Okay. Yeah. Just never <laughs> use that phrase again. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Just done. Rory, not put oh, it on yeah, the card. Yeah, yeah, he's done. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, Mark, done. Can't Did Matt slide, slide into our DMs? DMs? No, it's just no, a, a public okay. kind of message, so it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, this week, you know, tensions are being ramped up because uh, we are one week out from the release of Avengers. Avengers? Avengers Endgame. Uh, and so to kick off our Avengers Fest, we're going to have the stars of uh, the film on the show next week. Yep. Um, but this week, we have an incredibly talented director, Russo Bros. And I love all of his work. <laughs> he is just such a nice guy. Roy, you had a chance to talk to Russo Bros. Mm, I did. He is definitely just one person. <laughs> Russo Bros is actually how he oh, likes to have it pronounced. It's Italian. It's nice. Yes. It's, it's, he, I think he was the third member of that band and then he broke off. Westlife? Bross. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Uh, I broke off and became a really successful single director. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're also going to have reviews of all the big releases this week, including one of the big releases from last week, um, which wasn't screened for press. Is that a good sign? I guess we'll find out later on the show. And we have that single solitary pair of tickets to Avengers Endgame to give away. We're going to have the final part in your trilogy of high clues. Uh, so you can try and spot that mystery Marvel connection. So stay tuned for that. But for starters, it's on to, oh, the big question on the big Ruski, and it's over to Rory Cashin. Hi, Iz. So uh, recently we've had some like pretty cool posters, especially for films coming uh, out later this year. I think the Joker poster is actually pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, rad. So, yeah, bringing it back. Bringing that back. Okay, I, I think it was applicable. <laughs> uh, so off the back of that, yeah, just wondering what was uh, or what is everyone's favourite movie poster of all time? Well, what did, what did you go for? What did you pick? I have a feeling. Can I, I have a feeling yours is going to be like super cool. Showgirls. Yeah. Show it's, it's oh God, what was the poster for Showgirls? <laughs> I don't even want it's to pure porn. I, the one for Showgirls was just like a lady's leg coming out from. Oh, curtains. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, which is, is is far yes. more well. It's far more uh, implicit than the film was. <laughs> <laughs> Tastefully uh, done. Yeah. Which, yeah. Again, is this for Showgirls? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, my favorite movie poster is for the Prestige. Oh, oh but it's yes. not the regular one for the Prestige. It was this one that I think only got released in America, and it's uh, Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman doing mystical kung fu hands to each other <laughs> but behind them and kind of through them is a hypnosis wheel it's very um, trippy which you know if you've seen the film kind of maybe has a part to do with like the whole mind games thing uh, and I had one of those on my wall when I was in college and uh, yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty cool movie poster mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think that's what it does come back to is 
what poster did you have basically when you were growing up? Because mm. um, inevitably someone's going to go full Dawson's Creek. I don't know who it's going to be, you but somebody's going to go. <laughs> no, as Dawson had like loads of famous film posters on his wall in his bedroom. Oh. Um, I thought you had James Vanderbeek on your wall. <laughs> James Vanderbeek, I did. He was on the ceiling. I love you, James. <laughs> yeah. But that prestige poster is very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Um, for a very, very cool film. I don't think the normal I've seen one is just the two in our heads, and then Scott Johansson's between them, and she's like, Mad at them, and there's no magicing. There's no mystical kind of magician. No, none of that trippiness. Kung fu. That's not. the kind of you know if you bring people into room at college, you're like ah oh, yes, I am cool. Look at my poster. Look at his name. Cheers. Um, That's really well, good impression of me. By the way. Yeah, really good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, college is back in 1941. <laughs> like, um, what film did you go for, Justin? <laughs> I don't want to turn so, around. Uh, no, I wouldn't advise you. Um, I was very, yeah, I wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to pick a really cool answer, really come across like a really artsy poster. And I thought, no. Artsy? Artsy. All artsy right. for artsy, you know? I thought you said artsy. Artsy. <laughs> <laughs> so it is showgirls. <laughs> so uh, the film I actually ended up going with is for The Truman Show. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. a good, good choice. One. Yeah. Good choice. Now, good choice. That was kind of the first mosaic style I mean that's you know very common now to see but at the time I was like that is pretty rad I'll bring it in Rory <laughs> I'll bring it in there but I also think it's really cool because all the individual frames are segments of the film which is also about him being filmed all the time so I was like I like what they've done here it's meta poster it's, inception yeah really but I don't have that on my wall because I thought it was a bit creepy to just have Jim Carrey staring at His me massive head <laughs> on your wall. yeah yeah I just thought that was so I just had Jimi Hendrix on my wall but Oh, that's different Jimmy. Yeah, just yeah. Like, went through all the gym They're posters. Brothers. Yeah, all the gyms. <laughs> yeah, that's but, the way uh, names work. <laughs> yeah. But I just love the film as well, so I really like the poster too. See, this is the thing as well, as well as having it on the wall or not having it on mm. the wall, completely shooting down my entire theory. Mm. But um, <laughs> do you have to love the film as well, yeah. you know, for the poster? Ah, you do, don't you? No, because I nearly picked Rain of Fire, which was just dragons oh, burning yes. down London yeah. and a, mag a magnificent poster. People lost their minds when and that the poster yeah. came out. The film was terrible. There was only like 10 minutes of dragon action in it. It was all at the end. And it wasn't even like, like Mike Van Zant or some stupid name. I remember uh, one of them had an unbelievably ridiculous name in that film. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Yeah. But well, The Prestige, I think, is Nolan's best film. So that's a good show. Phenomenal that's, film. Yeah, I think yeah. it actually is his best film. Yeah. Uh, I did try Googling like really cool posters and like there was really abstract ones of, like a cool one I saw was for Pulp Fiction or not Pulp Fiction uh, Pulp Fiction yeah. that's a fantastic mm -hmm. poster but for Fight Club and the whole page is just blank I was like I see what they've done here because mm. <laughs> they're not talking about it I was like that is that's good that's yeah. good Clever. Uh, how'd you know it was for Fight Club then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what I was going to say yeah I know it, it said it was for Fight Club oh okay um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you're not like you know, talk about it broken. <laughs> I've said too much was it the one just, was it just the soap I know that one's really popular. Just the oh, pink suit. Yeah, it's okay. a good one yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The the one the one that I went for had it on the wall, and also just absolutely loved it whenever the film came out. So, Rory, I know you're a big fan of uh, this particular film as well. Show sure. <laughs> yeah. um, It's Jurassic Park, oh. um, which yes. had just had a belter. Uh, Kind of really simplistic look, you know, with Suit the uh, <laughs> it does, yeah, just really, really simple. Yep. <laughs> but look, it had <laughs> it had an amazing tagline as well, an adventure sixty five million years in the making, which just goes to show you how long it takes to make a film. Yeah, and just well, how talented. Effects and stuff. Of course, they had to develop it, and Steven Spielberg just the amount of time that he put into it. Mm. So fair yeah. play to them all. But again, associates uh, or like it's. Uh, the fact that it's one of the best films ever made also helps mm. as well. That's, yeah, because it is something you see on a lot of like T-shirts, and a lot of people have that as a design. Mm. I'm gonna do the grumpy old man thing where I saw uh, like a kid must have been about 27 yeah. or something. No, there there was <laughs> <laughs> some Gen X person like walking around with like a, <laughs> a poster of Jurassic Park, yeah. but one of the faded vintage ones. And I was like, I think I, I actually have a Jurassic Park poster that's way older than you. But it was the first poster. poster They're yeah. walking around with it? No, they had it on their top. But I, I was saying that oh. I have a poster that's older than that. I think I still have a toy somewhere floating around. I have toys as well. What I love in those scenarios of if you went up to them and be like, hey, you know, what's your favourite part of the film? And nine times out of ten, they're like, Man, what? what? <laughs> kids being electrocuted on the fence. If anyone argues against <laughs> yeah. that, they're wrong. Yeah. Um, so that was my rad choice for favourite film poster. Paul, what did you go for? We went for something 
eerily similar. Ooh. Oh, I thought like uh, minimalist. You know it instantly. Classic design. Same same director. Please say Showgirls. Okay, BT. No, not too bad. Uh, I went for. Oh, it's indie, is it? Jaws. Jaws, <laughs> is it Jaws? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jaws. Uh, yeah, just uh, like everything about that film. Mm. She's not getting away. To she's going nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's, she's dead. You just <laughs> she know. Dead. But just, just even looking at that is just instant terror. And everything about that production was like jinxed. You know the famous story that the shark never worked. And Bruce. I think this is only Spielberg's second production after Jill. Uh, he's still, I think he's still in his 20s. And he, but he used the time when they couldn't do takes on the water just to hone the scenes between Dreyfus, Shaw and uh, Schneider. And that's when you get the unbelievable show me the way to go home on the boat. And just the drama on the boat is so great that like you can almost have that on its own. But it does help that you've got like one of the greatest horrors of all time. And I said, just like Jurassic Park, striking minimalist. But as soon as you see it, and also endlessly ripped off and cliche, but just very, very uh, graphic as soon as you see it. And reminds you of that unbelievable scene. Do you know at the start when the girl gets pulled around? Yeah. That was actually just a rope. That was like, it's <laughs> such a practical effect. That and it wasn't a that. real shark. Yeah. <laughs> just for anybody who's worried out there. It Jaws 2 was a shark. different shark. <laughs> yeah. Different film. Um, uh, it's really, it, yeah, one of those iconic poses. Like if you took out the title of that, you'd know the film instantly. And the same. Rad. <laughs> <laughs> just across the top. Yeah. Shark. <laughs> um, brilliantly parodied uh, by the Meg as well, where they had... Yeah. One shark coming up and then the Meg coming up behind it to eat it as well. Which oh, was good. Even just see your face the Meg, Meg is mentioned. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Roy's Meg, <his> yeah. Meg reaction. <laughs> um, four quality posters and a big shout out to everybody who's listening to the show today. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that segment. <laughs> Jaws just has a big gigantic F off shark. I'm nodding. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, Roy's nodding yeah. in agreement. Um, so yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know what your favourite film posters are of all time. Like there's so many to choose from but uh, as there's, almost, there's one for every film. Like. Almost. Actually, one of the ones it ties in now with uh, our big trader this week. Sorry, on one uh, uh, one other thing. Um, you going to do an own this? No, James Van Der Beek Dawson's Creek, he had Jaws up in his wallet, so somebody oh, yeah. did go for a I Dawson's never Creek Dawson's choice. Creek. What? No. I said right. I never watched Dawson's Creek. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Thank you. We did a show with an Omniplex, so why would I have. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, now it's time for the big trailer uh, of the week, and there was like, there's no contender really. Uh, nothing was going to come close to the fact. You actually joked about it last week, Rory. I did. That whenever we were filming the show, usually an amazing trailer drops. Um, but over the last couple of days, Star Wars Celebration was on in Chicago, and the first teaser for uh, Star Wars Episode Nine was revealed, as well as the name, The Rise of Skywalker. What do you think of the name? Could easily be a porno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just yeah. answer to everything. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do like the name, to be honest, because instantly have the mystery of, well, from the last film, Luke is clearly passed on Last Jedi. So what is the next generation of Skywalker? Is it just, you know, his lessons rising through Rey? Or is it actually like, do you have a bastard son somewhere against the <gasps> Jedi Order? So it's like, interesting. Have we not, like, is the very not is the very first film not technically the rise of Skywalker? Because that was him. A New Hope? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, you could probably rename a whole bunch of them, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And actually yeah. somebody, there's a tweet doing the rounds now from 2012 where That's somebody right, yeah. predicted that oh, wow. one of the episodes would be called The Rise of Skywalker. They also predicted that there would be the return of the Emperor as well in the same Can we tweet. get in contact with this person? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. For is, George Lucas? Lucas? is it George yeah. Lucas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, you can go and check the full trailer out in Joe. But here's a little look at Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker.
that is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker there. Just while the trailer was playing, uh, Paul, Justine and Rory all went for <laughs> a little sip of their... Why is the water so fancy this week? Where, where are the bottles going? Up in the world. Because <laughs> Everybody's because got notions. We fancy now. <laughs> we fancy now, that's what it is. Um, and they double up as dangerous weapons as well. So yeah, so if you case. ever disagree with anyone... Yeah! I don't have one. I got I'm kind of sick with it now, though, so I have notion sickness. Hmm... You wanna, <laughs> what do you want to? What do you want? Yeah, just mark it down. That's an X, though, isn't it? Did yes. you yeah. okay. freak the hell out when you saw Billy D. Williamson? Okay, so there's a couple of things uh, about this trailer. Um, one is there are two key laughs in it. One is Lando's laugh uh, as he's flying the Millennium Falcon, which is lovely to hear again. He's so pimp. <laughs> yes, yeah, so pimp. Um, and then the rad. other is the. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. Um, is the cackle. Of the Emperor at the at the very end of the trailer, which is just brilliantly done as well. And, and Ian McDermott said that's not a new laugh. He hasn't recorded uh, oh. anything new okay. for the trailer. For the he trailer. He did well to survive that drop. <laughs> he really did, yeah. yeah, exactly. Being electrocuted and then dropped. And then dropped from a height. Star Witch, last shot. Well, yeah, so people are speculating that one of the shots at the very end is part of uh, the fallen Death Star as well. Um, no, I think there's minimal dialogue. There's a voiceover from Luke. Um, the whole... Uh, the very start of the trailer, I think, is brilliant the way it ties back to the first trailer for uh, The Force Awakens mm. and The Last Jedi, where Boyega kind of jumped up and was breathing. And then uh, Rey was uh, kind of her heavy breathing at the start of the second one. And then, again, this one where she's breathing, but in a different way, kind of ready for this ship flying towards her. I was thinking, because you don't see who the person is flying the ship, but it might be like Kylo Ren training her or mm. something like that, potentially. The gloves, kind of. Um, but it's a very yeah. cool. You've have you got another? Well, I don't think he'd be training her. She wouldn't have whipped out the lightsaber. No, but I mean, maybe just as part of the training, uh, because they still like would have uh, lightsaber training battles type things. I'm a Jedi. No, fucking, I think, I he, I think he's whoever that is, is trying to kill her. Do you think? Yeah, I know. I think he's just testing her their limits potentially. Mm. With a Tie Fighter. Uh, was I, think it was a, I think it was a TIE fighter, was it? Um, I don't know what kind of ship it is in particular, but it's. Um, uh, I think it's a class trailer. And I love the medals from uh, New Hope making appearance. Yes, that, exactly. Uh, that Leia would have given Han and uh, Luke. Chewie as well. Chewie get one? Did he? Actually, it's not the controversy. He never That's got one. That's the contrary. Chewie didn't get one, but maybe he didn't Screw get one. Screw Leia. Pins. She deserved, yeah. Chewie Chewie deserves the award. RIP, Carrie Fisher. Tell him a geek. What's uh, Boyega's name? John. John Boyega. Oh, uh, Finn. <laughs> Finn. 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 Will Finn and Poe, will they get it? Will, will they? they get it on? I know, because they were talking about that at the Star Wars celebration as well, because there's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot, of, it's a lot of shipping for them. <laughs> a lot of shipping for them, all right, yeah. Is that a, is that a rad, rad phrase as well? Yeah. Um, Kyle so and your man in the snow. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. It's going to be hitting Irish cinemas on December 19th. And yeah, it's the end of the saga, but of course, there's going to be like a gazillion other Star yeah. Wars TV shows. Yeah. Benny Off and Vice are making it, aren't they? It's supposed to be Knights of the Old Republic, which would be amazing. Yeah, and then Ryan the Johnson. Star Wars era. Uh, ever. has his own trilogy to come mm. as well. You've got The Mandalorian as well. So there's no shortage of, uh, of Star Wars stuff. More Lego out. Star Wars. More Lego Star Wars as well, 100%. Oh, um, so yeah, as we said, you can check out the full trailer uh, up on Joe. Now though, it's time for our big interview. As we said, Russo Bros is uh, <laughs> one of Hollywood's hottest prospects You're at really, the moment. Really I'm really committing yeah, to that. All right, Experimental finish directors. It's just because I can't tell... The difference between the two of them. I at the you, at the start of the interview asked them to just kind of sorry, say sorry. like Joe, you say hello, and then Anthony, you say hello. Uh, immediately, I was like, "There's no difference." There's oh, literally. They probably fuck with you as well and mm. be like, you know, like the Mary Kate and Ashley, like they used to be like, "Oh." Did they used to do that? Yeah. No, they were devils. <laughs> would you <laughs> not though? If you were a twin, would you not be like, "Yeah, I'm." Yeah, just the other one. Yeah. Maybe I am a twin. Maybe I am the other one. If I was a you only do half a week's work? Yeah, right. it's class, if man. I was a twin, if even. You'd have to sync up your diet like, yes, mother, stuff like that. It would freak everyone out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'd do. Just uh, for a laugh. So it's, uh, as we said, it's going to be, well, apart from Star Wars as well, it's going to be one of the biggest releases of 2019. Uh, so before we hear from Joe and Anthony Russo, um, here's a little clip at Avengers Endgame. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do. Not us. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. 
takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Justine, how excited are you about Avengers Endgame? Are you excited at all? I am. Now, I'm not on the same level because I don't have as much of an investment in the Marvel. Like, I'm just not up to up to speed with them all. Oh, my God. I'd like to be admitted to this conversation. <laughs> Rory and Paul, how do you feel about Justine's admission? <laughs> Kill her. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, but no, there's not only you got these glasses of the human race. <laughs> you got glass bottles. Yeah. There, there is. It a was very brave of you to admit. It that. is yeah, brave. Yeah. And as if we're all friends I here. I was in a safe place. You know, so. You're not. You're not getting. <laughs> Everything's uh, a weapon. No, there, there is a percentage of people, obviously, who uh, aren't as excited by everybody I else. I mean, I am. It's just I know I'm going to go into it and be like. <laughs> with my boyfriend, like, what's the what? Okay, is he a fan? Huge, like, and that's okay. it's all he talks. Can we about. cut there and just get? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get a for replacement. This. Uh, um, yeah, he's super excited. Okay, so. good stuff. I'm excited for everyone. For him, I'm excited for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's low. The double, that's low. <laughs> <laughs> double bill in class. <laughs> double bill in Omniplex. Yes, yeah, so before. Yeah, as we were saying uh, last week at Omniplex, is all over the island of Ireland. You can. And now book a double build. So Infinity War is kicking off at 8 p.m. on the evening of Wednesday, the 24th of April. Uh, and then once it hits midnight, they're going to be showing Avengers Endgame. So you're going to be in the cinema till about four in the morning, which is just heaven. That's that's the way to be. Um, like it's better than any nightclub ever. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, you two are both very excited, though. Yeah, reasonably. reasonably. <laughs> Actually, Roy, you had a chance to see... Eight minutes of footage? Uh, ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Footage-ish. <laughs> um, how was it? Good. Are you not allowed to talk oh. about it? Not really. Oh, you're not allowed to? Are you actually I'm allowed to say I've seen it. Okay. And I'm allowed to say that it was good. Okay. Uh, but I'm not allowed to say what it consisted of. Because The okay. Rock will come out from behind the curtain <laughs> yeah. and kill him. Yeah, he's um, played by Kevin Feige. Well, the Russo brothers have come out uh, on social media and said they've written another letter to the fans to say, please... Uh, we put a lot of work into this. Uh, everyone's gone on a journey with us, apart from Justine. And, <laughs> uh, and it's all building up to this emotional climax. And they, uh, leave it, they have uh, asked everybody not to spoil, um, what is it, Thanos demands your silence mm. again. It's like, um, uh, don't spoil the end game. Yeah. So I can I imagine like when... Me too. <laughs> when, I can imagine that whenever they're not actually willing to talk about anything in the film that it's a little bit difficult to interview them or is yeah. it okay? no yeah it, it was it was <laughs> yeah but like um i didn't make the mistake of going in and, and be like so i tried to trick them into you know uh, spoiling anything because um as another interviewee that we'll see next week uh kind of correctly says you don't you don't really want to know until you're watching it uh, like obviously we all want to know how it ends but we want to experience the ending we don't, like the only thing right now is that we're afraid someone else will tell us how it ends and then we'll be pissed right off <laughs> so yeah. it's all like a rush we're like we have to, have to know I can't let anyone spoil this on me so like I can appreciate that but like there's no point in asking anyone in their, in their position to be like so is Blaine it or does this happen because they're not going to tell you so instead, uh, it was more just a question on their history within the MCU in general. And because they've worked now on four of the biggest films in the MCU, I've worked with pretty much everyone, more or less, I think, uh, in, in the Marvel movies. You know, anyone who hasn't died previously. And some of them are really, really good comedic actors. And they've all been given some amazing uh, one-liners and dialogue and comedy stuff to like break up the end of the world stuff. So I asked uh, which which actor uh, 
or actress was most likely to completely corpse in the middle of a take. So we're all very professional. We haven't corpsed once. <laughs> I think Paul's corpsing. <laughs> Paul's corpsing. I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> it's something anyway. I'm choking her and laughing. You all right? No. <laughs> <Dark one. laughs> uh, and which actor was most likely to remain stoic? Stoic faced. Okay. You've got a lot of very, very funny people working uh, in front of the camera and and behind the camera. There's a lot of very, very, very funny one-liners throughout, throughout uh, the series so far. And it's a very heightened uh, sense uh, when you're working on these films as, as well. Um, with all that in mind, is there is there one actor out of all the Avengers who is most likely to corpse? The one who's like most likely to crack up laughing and you'll have to just wait until they write it out and then continue on filming? Oh man, who is that? I'm trying to. Oh, you know, sometimes Evans get, goes into laughing set. Yeah, you know, he does finds, seem like the giggiest know, one. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, so you know, somebody else in the cast will do something, and he just can't get it out of his head. And sort of like every time he looks at that actor again, as we're trying to, as we're trying to perform the scene, he just he'll lose it, <laughs> and have, we'll have to go back to square one. <laughs> But he's such a charming guy because, like, his, the fact that he's laughing and can't get through a take, you know, it generally just makes the rest of us laugh as well. And is there is there one on the flip side, where, like someone who no matter no matter how funny the situation is, they can they can control it, they can remain stoic in in the face of everyone else laughing. Wow, yeah, Batista, <laughs> Batista, yeah, <laughs> I should have yeah. guessed that actually. He, uh, he not yeah, not in this movie though. Right. Oh, are you talking about, uh, we're talking about Infinity War or Endgame? Well, out of any of the Avengers or, or Guardians that you've worked with so far? Oh, yeah. Well, in Infinity War, uh, when we worked with Batista, I mean, he would never crack. That guy was like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like Stone. Whenever they give the two answers, you kind of, you, yeah, they make sense. Chris Evans seems like a big child and that he would just be giggling yeah. all of the time. Yeah. And then Batista, that's probably why he got the part of Drax, yeah. because he can just hold a straight face. Yeah. He yeah. probably is Drax. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you, can, you can tell even, like, what I thought was a fairly innocuous question, like, which which person have you worked with is most likely to laugh? You're like, in Endgame? I know. Because we weren't working started, with him in Endgame. Yeah. I was like, no, no, sorry. No, no I was just generally. I like, just want to know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, uh, even... Uh, an innocent question. They're still very, very, very tentative yeah. about asking anything. It must be hard for them yeah. as well. Like, yeah. Jesus, yeah, your guard is constantly up because yeah. they know we know, and hopefully you know that Batista is not around after Infinity War. Uh, considering what happened to Drax, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> considering what happened to Drax at the end of Infinity War. So, so them saying Drax, they're thinking then they might have confirmed he's in Endgame, and I, I really wasn't. Mm. Playing that game genuinely, well, I was tricked them, Gordon. Oh <sighs> You've been a prick, tricky prick, tricky prick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it isn't tricky pricky. Uh, I don't like that. It's a rat like that. So the next one I asked them was to do with uh, like this. As I said, their fourth film of the MCU. So I think now they've officially directed more than uh, any other directors. Some of them have hung around for two, like Joss Whedon and Favreau, and Sunday. Peyton Reed did two, Ant-Man City. Yes, and James Gunn did, well, nearly three now, coming yeah. to the audience. Uh, some only hung on for one. Uh, some have been kicked off before. Uh, they the got anywhere near They got anywhere screen. near it. Some, Edgar, Edgar Wright sobs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and some, and what's her name? Who did Wonder Woman? Oh, Patty Jenkins. Yeah, was kicked off Thor 2. Uh, was replaced by Alan Taylor, who then was very public about not liking working for the MCU. Um, Probably one of the few, well, <laughs> James Gunn might have something to say yeah. as well. Uh, so yeah, so I just asked why they think they were a good fit to last so long in the director's chairs within the MCU. There, there have been some uh, directors who have come back, uh, or have only done the one movie, there's some have come back for, for two. You guys are now four movies deep, which is obviously more than anyone else in the MCU. And then there's some other directors who... Uh, it didn't seem like a good fit. What would you say it is about you two guys or about the MCU in general that you were like, yeah, this works for us and we click in here quite well? Uh, it's a good question. Um, you know, I think, you know, we, you know, having ha done, we spent about a decade in television doing a lot of television work. 
And I think it's our, I think that background helped prepare us for the sort of serialized storytelling that we, that we, that we have in the MCU. Um, and I think, I think Joe and I are just, we all, we're also like, if you look at all of our work, Joe and I have always been drawn to our ensemble storytelling from our very first movie, uh, very first indie feature throughout, through all of our television work. We love ensembles. We love working with ensembles. So I think that also really suited us to the way the MCU was evolving. And I think just in terms of, you know, the way the winter soldier flowed into, so once we decided to do civil war as our second captain America movie, that's really, I think, what opened up a road forward for us in the MCU because that that movie was so much about um, examining the Avengers as a family unit and breaking them up, basically divorcing them in that movie. And that that was the setting for Thanos to arrive. You know, we thought, what what better way, uh, you know, what better moment for for the greatest threat the Avengers are ever going to face? Uh, than, than having the Avengers be at their absolute lowest point and not even being the Avengers anymore in, in many respects. So I think once we, I think it was like when we were in, uh, in post-production on Civil War, that's when it started to be first occur to us and I think also to Kevin Feige that we were probably the, the best people to carry the story forward from that moment just simply because of the story work we had done, uh, the specific story work we had done within our movies uh, in the MCU, but also... Also, because we are, we have these these skills from television and uh, this taste for ensemble storytelling that that I think uh, complemented where we were going with the narrative in the MCU. Like the Russo brothers talking about their earlier TV ensemble work, like uh, Community is just a work of genius, mm-hmm. and the fact that they uh, went from that to <laughs> direct what is possibly going to be like one of the biggest yeah. films of all time. Avengers will insane. never top the paintball episodes. Ever. Ever. Yeah. ever. ever. <laughs> nothing will top paintball. I mean, the fact yeah. there's two of them as well is surely helps. Yeah, it counts as double. Yeah. Yeah. But then it must be harder for like giving out they're afraid there's double the chance that they're going to give away a spoiler. Yeah. You know? But that, like, it helps if you have one other person to share the spoiler with. If you keep True. the secret in mm. yourself, it's tough. Your head's going to explode. Yeah, but I have to tell someone. Is that what you asked them about <coughs> in the next bit, about their heads exploding? Uh, not so much. Okay. No, it was... Uh, we talked about how since Winter Soldier of 2014, MCU has... Uh, had one, one of your favourite films ever as well, mm, isn't it? Easy. I love the Winter Soldier. It's fantastic. Uh, there's been some big um, progresses made within the MCU. Like they had Black Panthers, obviously the first... Uh, black superhero they had within it. They had Captain Marvel. It's the first female fronted. They have Shang-Chi, I think, is coming out in 2021, 2022, around then. First Asian fronted superhero. Um, so, yeah, like in terms of progress, the only one left is to have an LGBTQ character. And considering it has been 11 years and 22 movies and hasn't even been a supporting one. There's been one man on man shift or anything. Nothing. Like. <laughs> so it was uh, and Poe and what's his face? Oh I've yeah, got his name already. Finn. Finn. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of It's happening. So uh, yeah, it's like, how long do you reckon it'll be before that will be kind of the next hurdle they they overcome? Just even in those uh, five years since the Winter Soldier, like the the MCU itself, as you said, has evolved and it's evolved hugely. Uh, people look to it now uh, for kind of almost like pillars of, of modern cinema where you can see Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and I guess the upcoming, uh, I hope I'm saying it right, Shang-Chi, where we're seeing the, a lot of diversity uh, take center field in, uh, in in the Marvel Universe. Like, do you, do you, do you see that continuing on? Like, I, I guess at this point, one of the big ones that Marvel hasn't tackled yet is any kind of uh, front and center LGBTQ character. Is that something that's come up at all? Yes. I mean, we can't really speak to uh, what Marvel is going to do in the future. That's more for them to say when they're ready. But we do know that diversity is a, is a big part of how they're moving forward and that there are going to be very, very exciting things coming. Certainly, an LGBTQ plus character. Yet again, more mystery from the Russo brothers. I wonder what they're hinting at, or who they're hinting at, coming down the line. Well, yeah, um, I guess they can't say because we don't know who's yeah. going to survive. <laughs> ah, a uh, lot of speculation. Yeah, Val- uh, Valkyrie potentially Tessa Thompson's character from Ragnarok. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. potentially. Kind, of, kind of talk about that. Maybe. Yeah, like I'd. I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
Yeah. But they said it is a thing that is in progress. So and Jesus, they'll have all the Fox characters now in the merger. So they literally have a all the X Men, all the stuff to play with now. Of they? course, of course. So um, you can check the full interview that Rory did with Joe and Anthony Russo. It's up as a bonus feature, uh, audio only one. Um, she didn't. She didn't join in vocally, know. but she did join in with her face. <laughs> oh, did you? Whenever yeah. we were doing the boom, yes. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> thanks for your quiet support. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, it's a really good in-depth conversation with thanks. them. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> no, thank, thank, thank you. Take the praise. Rory. He doesn't yeah. give it that awesome. Um, like, yeah. As we said, we are going to have uh, the stars of the film uh, on the show next week. We're going to have Chris Hemsworth, and who's just. A ugly, specimen ugly man. of an Very ugly, unattractive. ugly, beautiful man. <laughs> um, and Paul Rudd and Scarlett Johansson. Two more really unattractive Horrific people. looking people. Genetically <laughs> inferior. Um, Horrible but, personalities. Uh, lacking, yeah. lacking in charisma. Paul Rudd, most boring man you're ever going to meet, I'm sure. Yeah. Not a joke. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not a charming man in any sense of the way. So you can look forward to that. Uh, for now, though, it's time for the big releases. As we said, we're going to play Catch Up on last week. Hellboy, the revamped version of it, wasn't... Oh. Um, <laughs> And there's your review, <laughs> sorted. <laughs> Just that noise coming from Rory. So, um, yeah, as we said last week, every so often when a film isn't screened for press, like Avengers Endgame, for example. Well, well, it will be. It will be, but like quite close. Very close. To when we actually can talk about it. Like we, we will be reviewing it on next week's show. Yes. Because we will have seen it. Yes. But the gap is so small, it's because they don't want the spoilers to get out. Teeny mm-hmm. tiny. Yeah. Um, so, and often it's not uh, a fantastic sign. Um, sometimes you can say it's to do with mystery and intrigue and they just want uh, the world to experience it once it's released. And at other times it's just not very good. We face every threat there is, and yet you take me in. Hello, son made me a goddamn weapon. Where's my fucking violin? Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Out there, there's a fifth century sorceress who wants to bring down the curtain on London and the world. Great homework. Why do you fight for those who hate and fear you? You were meant for this. Out of the ashes, new Eden will emerge. Okay, I'd appreciate a prophecy with more relatable stakes. So, Roy, what did you think of Hellboy, starring David Harbour? It's not very good. Okay, oh. cool. Um, I come. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say for sure. Uh, there are rumors that Harbour and uh, who's that bloke you like? from John Wick. Oh, um, Ian McShane. Thank you. We're uh, reportedly uh, rewriting the script on the go because they hated their dialogue and the mm. characters that you were doing. Um, director Neil Marshall apparently had the film taken away from him in the editing suite. A lot of it was reshot. Tone of it's all over the gaff. Um, yeah, it's, there's it a lot wrong with it. There's a lot wrong with it. I remember there was one point in particular I was like, oh, thank God. God, it's it's over. It's over. And then I looked at my watch and there was 50 minutes to go. 50? <laughs> Five zero? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was very clear that this is where the film should have ended. 50 minutes. Nope. So is it a case of like, is it worth people going to see because um, no. it's such a horrific mess? No, 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 no. no. Like, no, like it's not Showgirls. It's not even <laughs> Batman and Robin. Nothing is Showgirls. The very little is. Uh, Showgirls is barely Showgirls <laughs> but like it doesn't have the Catwoman you know Christ what were you thinking this is yeah. horrendous and I'm having a great time I was so bored through the whole thing everyone is just clearly not having a good time working on this film there is there is one scene in particular that I described to Justine mm. in graphic detail that she is still upset about, yeah. about. you okay it is touch and go if I'd be here today <laughs> <laughs> horrifically violent towards children what? Yeah, where I was like, oh, that's from a, that's from a different film okay. altogether. Okay. Uh, just, just, it's just so many disparate bits. It was ugh. okay. It's quite yeah, bad. Jovovich came out on Twitter saying it's going to be destined for cult, cult classic status. Well, she went off okay. on one. Absolutely off. She blamed. Reviews. She blamed critics for oh. for the one bad, of those ones. for the bad box office. She was like, 
making I've had this happen before with Dazed and Confused and The Fifth Elements. They were both given bad reviews when they were released. Okay. I went back and looked. Dazed and Confused is 91% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Fifth Element, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hellboy, 13 Hey. Well, so it's gone up. It was ninety. I love how she's thinking. Like, she, of all the films, she didn't mention Resident Evil at all. <laughs> yeah, any of them. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. she went for days to confuse. The Bila, you've done worse stuff. You know, I don't oh. know if she's done worse than this. <laughs> okay, Three Musketeers was pretty dodgy as well, but you're right. Oh. And, <laughs> and there was six shit with those Resident blimps in that film. I forgot about that. Yeah, Wasn't Paris that's destroyed right. by gigantic blimps. That's right. Um, the slowest form of destruction ever. So Hellboy, that's unfortunate. So no point in remaking it. A uh, bit of a misstep then for David Harbour. Uh, mm. Jovic and Ian McShane, although Mila fully believes in it. Um, okay, well, <laughs> ignoring that, and then on to this week's big releases, uh, we do have Greta, which we said was f partially filmed here in Ireland. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz and Micah Monroe. Big fan of both of those, especially Micah Monroe. Like, everything she does mm. usually, waiting to find out, uh, between It Follows and The Guest, two mm. phenomenal films. She was also in Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, so... Two out of every three films that <laughs> Michael Monroe does is decent. Um, but yeah, so what's Greta all about? Greta uh, stars Chloe Grace Moretz as a, uh, a nice girl in college in New York, just kind of working a waitress job, just kind of trying to live her life. And one day <clears throat> on the subway home, she finds a handbag and inside it is a, a dress. And because she's such a nice girl, she drops over to the owner's home, who is, oh, I've forgotten her name. Greta. Greta, <laughs> Isabel Huppert. Thank you, Isabel Huppert. <laughs> and the two of them strike up a, a friendship of sorts because she's like, oh, this lady's alone in New York. Her husband and her daughter don't seem to be around anymore. Uh, that's and lovely. That's nice. It's, it's that's nice. nice. That's lovely. And, and her, and her really best sweet. mate, uh, Michael Monroe, is like, she's an old lady. It's weird that you're hanging out with old ladies. I don't think you should be hanging out with strangers. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but the more time she spends with Greta, the more... Creepy things Greta is doing. Uh, she gets a bit obsessed, uh, and then it, it, it starts to just kind of spiral out. Mm. Here's a little look at sweet yet creepy Greta. I have a bag that I found that I think belongs to Greta Hedag. Oh, bless your heart! Where did you find it? On the subway. Oh, would you like a cup of coffee? You've been so kind. I don't get many visitors here. I've been so lonely since my daughter left. Well, I could help you. My mom actually used to say, uh, I'm like chewing gum. I tend to stick around. <laughs> Where are the candles? Uh, in the cabinet. I guess she's been planning bags around the city. I was hoping someone brings them back to her. And you did. Oh my god, it's her. Just let it ring. I saw the bags, Greta. And I never want to see you again. So technically, we're claiming this one is one of our own. It's an Irish film directed by Neil Jordan. Yeah, I think there's Irish money in it as well. Sweet, happy um, days. Yep. She has got a lot of baggage. In that press. Got a lot of bags. No, I, I got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It wasn't, That's another it, X. Oh, no. Is it? I, I'm not in charge of the X's. You're not having a great week. Like, oh, no, I'm yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. Did nobody oh. send you those drugs? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, how's this one then? Your face, come on. It's okay. Okay, that's fine. Mm. It's okay. Because Rory Cash and okay is like a yeah, good in other people's it's books. 10 out of 10. It's, <laughs> it's like Oscars all over it, baby. It's, it's really trashy. Like, it's, it's good. very, yeah, but like, not in the, like the perfect stranger, you know, terrible <laughs> films that we love. I'm way. the murderer and I'm chasing myself. Yeah, but it's, it, it doesn't have, it's not quite uh, lowest common denominator, lowest common denominator, enough. It is still trying to be like a smart psychological thriller, and mm. that's probably because mm. it feels like that because they've cast these two actresses, and they they automatically feel to be of a higher IQ than maybe two. Like if that had been oh, the older lady Sharon Stone and the younger lady is S Selena Gomez, you'd be like, oh okay, I know what film we're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I want to see that film. <laughs> yeah, so do I, to be honest. But like. It's, it's just like it's one of those films where Greta is doing these things that so obviously he's like just call the police mm. yeah. and tell them yeah. 
And it's just, you're just kind of like annoyed at yourself for being annoyed at the film. You're like, I don't care. Why do I care this much that she's not doing what people would do in the real world? Uh, yeah, but like even at that, you're still like, don't go in there. Don't go in there, Chloe Grace Moretz. Greta's in there. The full name. And <laughs> Don't you do that, Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, yeah, and you're just, even though she's an old lady and you feel Chloe Grace Moretz should be able to overpower her, there is still like a weird fear that at any moment <laughs> Greta's going to appear and make you regret it that she's there. Oh. Nice, oh, nice. See, I'm ticking myself. That's better. That's <laughs> better. Right there. I'm learning. <laughs> um, is Isabel Huppert um, like creepy in it? Is she, do you find she's, her scary? Bonkers, yeah, off okay. the wall bonkers. Like, obviously, she's a fantastic actress, um, and she. I feel this might be mean. I feel it's not a million miles away from what she might be in real life. Oh, really? <laughs> she she just has a very intense uh, air about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm not saying she goes around drugging people or shooting police for or legal whatever. reasons. None of us are saying that. No. Very legal reasons, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. Yeah, it does. It does feel like they had a really good idea, and they couldn't decide how trashy or how smart he wanted to go, and it just went whoop, right down the middle of it. So it's obviously set in New York. Like taking a look at the trailer there as well. But as we said, uh, partially filmed in Ireland. Um, did you spot any like little Irish places in it? Like well, this? they go to the cinema. Chloe and Mike go to the cinema, and apparently that was filmed in the Lighthouse Cinema. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, which is in Dublin. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I, there was bits, I was playing a game of like, where, where was this? I think this might have been an interior. The spire in the middle of Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of the interiors, especially inside Greta's house, was filmed uh, in Dublin. Right, okay. But then everything else, like, I don't, we don't have a subway, do we? I think dug a big hole for film. That was it. Um, okay, so that's Greta. It's released in Irish cinemas uh, this week. And last but not least, um, it's Dragged Across Concrete, which I was very excited about a long time ago, whenever the mm. first trailer came out. And then it kind of went under the radar a bit, and then suddenly, like, it's bam, it's here. Um, starring Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson as two kind of, well, Mel Gibson, they're both kind of grizzled, but Mel Gibson is even more grizzled than uh, the Vince Vaughn. Um, but uh, the most exciting thing about this is that it's directed by the guy who made Bone Tomahawk, which is... Uh, have you seen Bone Tomahawk? No. You've seen Bone Tomahawk? Oh, it is. Um, it's it's great, a Western film, horror. but it is a super, super film. Um, what is his name? Is he, it... Did he do Ryan in Nine as well? Or Danny Zed... Geigler. That's the boy. <laughs> this guy do Vince Vaughn. Was it right in Cell Block 9 he did as well? Yes. Brawl. 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 Sorry. That's, uh, that's the one. So, um, But he's back now uh, with um, Dragged Across Concrete. So what's it all about? Um, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn are partners, police partners, um, and they have got... Not lovers. <laughs> not lovers. <laughs> no. Police partners. They're... they're uh, Instant homophobia will let you know they're not. Oh right, okay. Uh, okay. As it, as is the fact they're both white. Okay. As will as their instant racism will let you know that they're super white as well. Okay. You are not meant to like these two men. All right. Just in case you thought in in any sense that my heroes the two, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn <laughs> yeah, the two, together at last. Put a poster on the wall. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a bit in this where Mel Gibson is being given out to by his police chief, saying if you want to be racist, be racist, but don't get caught doing it in public. And is I was like, oh. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> is this for Mel Gibson or is this, are we meant to think this is a meta moment? Yeah. But they get some, uh, they get into, into some trouble and they're forced to go on unpaid uh, suspension. Uh, but in the midst of it, they find out that there's a massive uh, drug exchange for money. Gotcha. Drug sale, deal. <laughs> yeah. drug deal, yeah. happening, and uh, and they're like, we may as well rob the drug guys and take their money, and also maybe take the drugs and sell those drugs for sure, even even more yeah, money. Yeah. It's like the, the drugs guys are gonna are gonna do it anyway, so we may as well do it and make money, and we're good cops, uh, so we deserve this money. Okay, so they uh, end up trying to rob the bad guys, and it turns out the bad guys are. Really way bad. worse than they thought <laughs> they could have been uh, as you will like remember 
the violence in Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, that's yeah. great. It's pretty great. <laughs> There's some stuff in this, and even I was like, oh, Christ, I don't know <laughs> if I can continue looking at it. It is... Oh, my God. Right, right. okay. Oh. Intense. So here's a little look at a relatively safe clip for, oh God, I hope, for Dragged Across Concrete. <laughs> if not, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> single red ant could have eaten it faster. You're losing perspective and compassion. There's a reason I'm sitting behind this desk running things, and you're out there with a partner that's 20 years younger than you. Hey, Anthony's got a mouth with his own engine, but he's solid. I'm thinking about the kind of future I can offer my girlfriend. Pops is a yesterday who ain't worth words. Good heavens and praise be to him. Your absence was a weight upon us. Thank you, Mr. Edmonton. I don't like doing things with so many question marks everywhere. There's a lot of imbeciles out there. So thankfully, a relatively uh, normal clip. No real violence there. Uh, a couple of quips, that's fine. Um, and of course, as we said, directed by my favorite director, David Ziegler. Close. <laughs> yeah, close. What was his name again? S. Jimmy Zigzag. S. <laughs> Craig Zahler. Okay, okay. That's so, his name. <laughs> as you said, uh, pretty violent in places. Yeah. Pretty good overall, though. Um, yes, it is two hours and 40 minutes long. Oh, okay. So, it's nearing Avengers Endgame yeah, territory. Yeah, it absolutely does not need to be that long. By about 50 minutes, 5-0. Um, Gibson and, and Vaughn are, are quite good in it. Um, there are individual scenes. There's a bank robbery scene about halfway through. So about a day and a half into the film, there's a bank robbery scene. And then... At the very end, there's a kind of a action set piece that goes on for a while, and they're both fantastic. But everything in between is it's a bit of an endurance test because it is so long, and because we're not supposed to like them. Yeah, you're spending that much time with people you just don't like. It's it's, it's just like the bigger views. I was about to make yeah, that joke. Yeah. Yeah. We were all about to make where that we? joke. That's <laughs> why we're all destined to be together forever. <laughs> <laughs> we're, only, we're only put together because <laughs> yeah. no one else will hang out with us. Um, apart from the rock backstage. Yeah, and Maddie and Sarah. Hi, Dwayne. <laughs> um, okay, still, as I said, looking forward to this one, especially based on the previous films uh, that Zaller's done. Paul, you going to check this one out? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd go say it just on the recommendation of the that death scene in Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> yes, for yeah. anybody who... Uh, well, yeah, as you said, just seeing you was, haven't seen it. Yeah, that was visual. That could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. That could have been anything <laughs> at all. It, it was I, I think, think she got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And also, remember the bit with the canister? Oh, that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so, I'm doing mime for the rest film. of the show. Yeah. I'm just going to mime out my favorite um, films. So, uh, obviously, all of these films are getting in to beat the rush of uh, Endgame mm. because um, it's going to absolutely smash the Irish box office. It's also going to... Like people are going to be seeing it multiple times mm. uh, as well, uh, included. Mm. <laughs> Just to make sure we get every single detail. And just seeing, of yeah. course, just shouting at the projectionist. Pause it. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Go back a bit. Um, so yeah, that's Greta dragged across concrete and Hellboy, but maybe give Hellboy uh, a bit of a miss. Uh, no, a, a huge, <laughs> a, full, a huge, not even a bit of a miss. A full miss. Mm. Um, for those of you who are going to see Avengers Endgame, as we said, you do have the opportunity to go and see it for free. Um, if you can win our single pair of tickets that we have to a very special Irish preview screening. Um, so over the past couple of weeks, because as we said, uh, these tickets are so precious, uh, we wanted to make it a little bit more difficult um, for people to win the prizes. So we have been using our uh, usual high clues and uh, each week, uh, Two weeks ago, last week, and now this week, there is a special Mystery Marvel connection between those three high clues. And initially I thought like, oh God, is anybody going to get it? But people are already getting the correct answers, which is brilliant. So you can enter the competition on Joe. We've tweeted about it. We'll put it up on Instagram as well um, because there's only a few days left uh, for you to win those tickets. Um, but if we go back to the high clue from two weeks ago, and we'll take a look at this one first. And we haven't actually... Uh, reveal the answers of any of these because once you get those answers you join them mm. together so the first one was uh, freezing green Christmas Princess Mary banks on him 
deadly balloon show. So the answer to that one is there. So you get that The second one from last week's show uh, was Miserable Kyle. 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 <laughs> Fashionable Caesar's kind. Bacon with flyer. <laughs> <laughs> I missed how you said that last <laughs> week, the Nadine Coyle reference. Flyer. Um, that's the way we all learn how to say flyer and dairy. So how do you say flower? Flower. Like a, that you smell. Flower. <laughs> like still got a Y in there. Flower. It's a flower. I got my mommy a bunch of flowers. And what do you bake a cake with? Milk and eggs. <laughs> Your cakes are shit. I know, they're awful. You never tried my... It's just <laughs> milky eggs. My signature milk egg cake. It's delicious. Um, flour. Uh, so last week's one was Miserable Kyle, Fashionable Caesars Kind, Hellish Company. That was and tough. Do you reckon? Yeah. Okay, so tough, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some people are putting those answers up on Twitter, so you can go there. But, um, but this week's high clue. I think this one's a little bit easier now. So if we get it up on screen, you read syllable count. Ready for the tri-clue. Here we go. The tri-clue. Tri nice. Finally a joke. Re redemption. Like. Oh my God. Redemption. The Ravuski redemption. It happened. He's been sitting there the whole show. Tri-clue. Like, tri come on. Baggage. Baggage. I'm not saying that. That's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your, because the other one is big tech energy. Right Excellent. there. Definitely. 100%. Um, so okay. this week's one is Randall's The Dull Type. Bomb-loving boss overlooks, murders back to front. So, syllable check from Justine. Algy. Sweet. And uh, for everybody who's listening to the show, um, it's Randall's, is Randall, apostrophe S, the dull type. Uh, Bomb-loving boss overlooks, murders back to front, and murders is murder, apostrophe S as well. So I do think that one's a wee bit easier. Any, mm. any thoughts on that one? Yeah, a couple of... Couple of hums. Mm. I just do knowing love their name. I just do love their name Randall being that yeah. just like Randall the character is my cinematic alter ego from Clerks. Uh, I don't. It's not Clerks, but I just do like. It's that. not Clerks. But, I do but like uh, it. yeah, no, Randall's a brilliant name, and uh, might give you a little insight into the character there. Mm -hmm. So once you have, uh, as we said, the answers to the three films, there is a connection between all three. Um, that's the international sign for connection. <laughs> just bounce in there. There you go. <laughs> I just love someone just randomly stumble onto this video and just be three gobshakes. And then once you have the connection, uh, you can let us know up on Joe. Who and you bring him? We will. Oh, I'm still, I don't have tickets to this. Hypothetically. Bring Matt. Bring Matt. Sorted. Yeah. Rock, rock. Nice. Bring the rock. No, yeah. give it to Rock and Justine's point. <laughs> yeah, okay, the rock. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you had like Wait, we have whenever, to I thought the rock was your boyfriend. Who's this other lad? So like you have to uh -oh. put like like Brangelina. What would we just eat in the rock? Well, I mean, what do you do? Jock. Jock. Yeah, yeah Jock's jock. pretty good, yeah. yeah we'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those tickets are up for grabs. As we said, there's only a few days left uh, to win it. Um, but of course, as we said, there are still tickets available. Dwayne Justine. Uh, <laughs> That's a bad one. You're That's horrific. Eggs. Dwayne, That's mark yourself there. No, it doesn't work. Who can Stop mark it. Do you have a pen? Mark Stop Rory it. I do, yeah. 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 Oh, I did it myself. Oh, you don't have a pen. I did it myself. I'm just going to use my pen. <laughs> I love your cards blank. I was going to... It's just completely... It's like, there's no it's egg. It's the Fight Club poster. No <laughs> also, it is. <laughs> it's amazing. That is one of my oh, favourite posters, all right. Um, so, uh, yeah, as we said, that double bill in Omniplex Cinemas is available. Uh, you can get your tickets for it. 8 o'clock on Wednesday, the 24th of April. Uh, and then starting at midnight, you have Looking an end game as well. Snacks. The snacks are going to be great. You need three hours <laughs> yeah. worth of snacks. The film 100%. is going to be great too. And it's still all going like, to be gone before it starts. We're oh, 100%. And actually, uh, we need to let people know Snatch there me. is a, mar a Marvel, <laughs> please stop this, um, a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie quiz happening on Wednesday, the 24th of April in Omniplex Wrath Minds. So you can enter uh, your team entries uh, up on Joe as well. And we might see Any good quiz team names off the top of your head? Um, for, oh, for... Um, quiz in my pants. That. I know what's <laughs> 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 Quiz team at Yeah, just, yeah, go um, with the generics. <laughs> So, related. It must be something. We're gonna get. We're gonna make sure that everybody's quiz team name Iron, is massively Iron Man, Steel Daddy. <laughs> oh, please no. stop this. You, you have to go through okay. the, yeah. the whole yeah. thing without one daddy Tony, reference. Tony Stark, Steel Daddy. <laughs> so uh, next week, as we said, coming soon on the show, we are going to have uh, Roy's interview with Chris Hemsworth mm. and also with Paul Rudd and Scarlett Johansson. Never heard of them. That must um, be tough. <laughs> very. That is a tough so, day at the office. Yep. 
Um, yep. So we are uh, looking forward to seeing those as well. Anything else? Um, the review everything? of Endgame. The review of the review of Avengers. The only review you're going to need. Um, so uh, that's going to be coming up on next week's show as well. So yeah, you better come back. Oh yeah, that's too threatening. Oh, having a bit of a chatola there. <laughs> Look at that famous person, Rory, on the screen there. Yeah. They are there two beautiful people. Three beautiful people. Yeah. You in saved that yourself there, didn't you? Just about. <laughs> um, but they are, are they like gorgeous in real life? Yeah, they are, yeah. Paul Rudd's like very chiseled. Just 15 year age gap between him and Chris Hemsworth. I just never. Between Rudd and Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah. Hemsworth's 35 and Rudd is 50. I thought this was like in their going out. It's like one of those relationships where it's like there's a massive age gap between the two of them. And Rory's only 15. You wouldn't guess yeah. that either. That's true. Easy. Considering I was born in 1941. <laughs> 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 this is true. Time. He's in the, he's um, in the quantum realm. He just, yeah. Time doesn't exist. We better wrap things up. We have to get Rory back to the home <laughs> <laughs> after the show. So we'll see you all next week. Justine, thanks. Oh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Rory, thanks very much, Paul. Thanks. And a big thank you to Fiona and Al behind the scenes as well. So uh, we'll see you next week for Avengers Love Fest. I don't know. Yeah. What? Okay, bye. You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.